0: It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. you trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the purple pants podcast, episode one. 170 perspective i serve as your humble and also gracious host bryce isaiah and i thank you so much for tuning in to this brand new episode of the purple pants podcast if you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the purple pants podcast we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast resides waiting for you to hit subscribe, write a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. And and of course, you know, get them five stars up. Give your baby boy some five stars. What's the tea, everyone? I hope you had an amazing weekend. Shout out to all the zaddies out there. We just had Father's Day, and we appreciate you for being in your children's life. I don't think it gets talked about the importance of a father and what the impact that they have on their children's lives and their children grow up to have children and it the society just really needs fathers in their lives there's so many people dealing with father issues that they don't even realize that they are struggling with even me included sometimes i look at my dating life and i i feel that i can pinpoint a pattern of the the men i choose to date with or the things that i settle for and a lot of it kind of can be pinpointed back to the relationship that i had with my father so i think that it's just important that on this zaddy's day we celebrate our fathers, and you know, the husbands, your partners, just, you know, really encouraging them to step up to the plate. And if anyone is listening to this, and you might have a strained relationship with your child or you might not be able to be in your child's life the way that you want to or your relationship with the your partner has soured I just encourage you to do your best to step up it's never too late and even if you decide to step up and your, your children aren't receptive of it it doesn't hurt to continue to try and continue to show up the best way that you can because it really is important you are shaping the future of the world, so I just wanted to give a huge shout out to all the Zaddies out there. We also celebrated Juneteenth. Okay, you know, July Fourth might be this country's Independence Day, but Juneteenth, bang bang, down there in Texas, when the last of the slaves realized that, listen the war is over. We are free and we just want to celebrate that. I think that black people are so important to this culture and you know we don't get the recognition that we always deserve. You know there are a lot of battles that we have to fight on a daily basis. There are a lot of things that we have to overcome. There are a lot of things that have shaped our worldview that other people don't have to go through and I think that Juneteenth is a day that needs to be celebrated. So you know you Baby boy is out here just celebrating to the most high and just grateful that Juneteenth is a day and it has come to be a day in this country that we can celebrate. And it ain't nothing wrong with you want to text your black friend and say happy Juneteenth, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that, it's a celebration, and so I am just really happy to have had a great weekend, it was Father's Day, Juneteenth, baby boy had went out a couple of times, had to help Z with his cookout, Woo! and listen, when I tell y'all baby boy was tired, I woke up Monday morning thinking I had to go to work, then I realized I didn't have to go to work, and then I just, you know, I just was overwhelmed and tired, but I was just really grateful. Uh, I saw all the Father's Day posts, just really seeing the impact that men have in the lives of their children and just seeing the zaddies being celebrated seeing Juneteenth being celebrated just it was a great weekend the weather in Philadelphia was amazing okay it was my type of weather wasn't too hot wasn't too cold it was just so perfect so I had a great weekend I'm really excited for this week's episode you know we got the church announcements. okay we are covering P-Valley episode 3 y'all was telling me about this show on HBO Max As at this point it's kind of old a little bit but the staircase I got into that I just want to give my few thoughts on The Staircase on HBO Max Barb's message and we got The Freak of the Week so listen Let's you know let me give You my perspective and let's get Into these church announcements (laughs) This week's church announcements, I wanted to take a little time to talk to the posse. You know, we haven't really been talking lately. So I wanted to just give this time to give you my thoughts on some things. And I think the name of this podcast is called Perspective. And I had a couple of instances within this last week and even over the weekend where it caused me to stop and think about situations that happened. I had a situation happen this weekend and I really felt some type of way. And it was in that moment that, you know, I, y'all know me. I'm on a road to a better price. And during this situation, I wanted to give this person the benefit of the doubt. And, and, and instead of me doing what I normally do and, you know, just be quiet, not say nothing, just not interact with that person and just let it go. I decided to take a look um at the situation objectively. And and I, I did this in the moment, you know, like not just days later. I did this in the moment. Um, maybe a couple of minutes later, but I just, I thought about it and I, although I felt like the, what had happened or uh, the statement that was made was ignorant, you know, dare I say ignorant. Um, but I decided in that moment to just like take a look and, and try to wrap my random my, wrap my brain around this person's perspective of what could have made them come to that conclusion. And when I did that, and this person and I were able to talk, I was able just to hear their perspective and have uh, an understanding of why that comment would have, could have, or why it was said and it just allowed me just to have empathy it, it allowed me to to put my feelings aside although I am I am very much validated in how I felt and I let the person know um, because that was my perspective but instead of just being like this is how I felt this is what you said made me feel I, I took it a step further and I actively was on the road to a better price in person and I just thought about that perspective that that person must have had and I was listening and, you know, explaining to them how and what they said, how it was offensive. And I was able just to just hear that person. And I was able to, to let it go and not let it go, but just able to work through it. And I think that that's just so important that in this life, in this world, and this society, we all come with different baggages. We all have different experiences. We all experience life differently. And that's our guides our perspective on how we see things how we experience things and it's so easy to get caught up in your own perspective and your own perspective is is rightfully right because that's how you feel and no one can tell you how you feel but i think that it's just so important for us to demonstrate Empathy. It's so important for us to demonstrate hearing a- another person's perspective. And it at times can be hard because you might not agree with that perspective. You know, like you might you might be like, no, that's wrong, but you can't take away the person for having that perspective. And maybe through the conversation, through this interaction, maybe through the disagreement, you're able to open the door to possibly change their perspective on how you look at their perspective and how you react to it because we're such a reactionary society that when something happens to us, when something is done wrong to us, we react. And you know, from my perspective, I'm reacting and we don't, there's just not a lot of grace. And so in that moment, I was able to hear this person's perspective and I was able to share with them how and what the comment was made, how it was, you know, just so many different undertones from that perspective that I took offense to. And I wanted to share that with them. And, you know, instead of me being nasty or instead of me, I could just talk about this person like, you know, I I dealt with it um, and had the uncomfortable conversation with the person. And through that conversation, we were able to work through it. I was able to. to get why they would make that comment. And I was able to explain why that comment just... Although in this person's mind may not have meant anything by it, just asking a simple question. But, you know, for me, I'm very intuitive and I pick up on a lot of different things and I'm sensitive. And I was just explaining to this person, like how this comment comes across. And although, you know, you're saying it don't mean one thing, but it really means a lot of different things because in different situations, you wouldn't ask those questions. You wouldn't say those things. And it just really was a, um, a groundbreaking moment for me because a lot of the times I come and I experience these things and then I I, I marinate on it and then I come to this conclusion. But this was your baby boy actively being on a road to a better price and allowing growth, allowing a different perspective to be brought into my my eyes and allowing me to share my perspective and allowing us to come to an understanding of where that person might be coming from, and I just wanted to just share that with the posse because I think that it's so important for us, although we might not agree with a person we might not like their views, but that's their perspective, right or wrong, and you know if you feel as though that perspective is is coming from a jaded or not such a great place uh your interaction of how you react to that perspective or the statement or the the action or the whatever it is, how you might react to it, even though you might be hurt, might be fueling more of that thought process. And and just to be able to sit down and, and work it out, which is really great, and which is why I named this podcast Perspective, because I think that it's just important to understand that people have different perspectives. People see things so differently, and we don't always have to agree on it, but if you Approach it with love. If you approach it with compassion, you never know how their perspective, maybe not in that moment, but over time could change. And so I just wanted to share that with my posse and just continue to try to foster and encourage uh, a place of empathy, a place of love, a place of listening. I think that that is just so important. At times we just want to talk. We want to tell them how we feel, but we don't always listen. And I think listening is so important. It's a man who, it's a man you, me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And we are back this week with your P Valley season two recap, and I am always delighted, honored, and so excited to be joined by none other than Doctor Sharia Lloyd. You may know her from Survivor China, or you just may know her from being in these streets because we <laughs> outside. Let's welcome back to the podcast, Doctor Sharia Lloyd. Woo, it's hot
2: in Atlanta, Bryce. Hello and happy Juneteenth celebration day.
0: Yes, how are you doing? How, how have you been celebrating your Juneteenth?
2: Well, I am off today, so I'm just kind of resting, relaxing. But yesterday I celebrated with friends. We had a cookout and a little pool day. So we are just celebrating all things Juneteenth,
0: all things black and just enjoying being around each other. Yes and which is makes me even more excited for us to be talking about P Valley which is you know a a very much a black show so I'm just excited to be here with you. Uh, you know, we normally cover these recaps with the baby boy that is Chappelle, but yes. he is on vacation. But really, we think he is just following the Dirty Dozen tour and just really following Miss Mississippi around. That's
2: right. I, I hope he brings us some tea back from this
0: tour. Yes. <laughs> Let us know what, uh, what's going on with little murder down there. <laughs> but let's just jump right into episode three okay. of, you know, Pink Valley. Uh, the Dirty Dozen. And so this episode really starts off with I guess the success of the re-re-re-re- re, 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 reopening <laughs> of the pink. Mm-hmm. And so the pink is open now. And so they are uh, getting back into their zhuzh of things. And we, I guess we get to see uh, Roulette in Whisper uh, kind of like Basically, being the headliners and really, you know, showing out. Now, we see Roulette is having a private dance. Now, I forget the name of this room last season. I don't know, but it's just going to be the boom boom room for now. Okay, yes, the boom boom room. So, that, <laughs> that's for anybody that's listening. If you ever go to a strip club, they normally have these boom boom rooms where you can pay for a private interaction. Uh huh, a little extra service. Listen, and you know, Stripping is, you know, one thing and and sex work is another. And I think that, you know, at times in these establishments, uh, they collide. And that's Mm -hmm. where I I really think the the negative stigma comes from. However, at the pink, you know, Uncle Clifford got a rule for a rule for a rule rule, for a a rule. rule. Mm -hmm. And one of Uncle Cliff's rules is that, you know, First of all, you don't go topless at the pink, and you don't do sexual favors at the pink. Mm-hmm. If you're on the
2: main stage, you don't go topless.
0: Listen, if you're on the main stage, mm-hmm. oh, well, well, okay, girl, that sounded like you know, <laughs> that sounds like you, girl. have you worked at the pink before? That sounds like a. <laughs>
2: I just, you know, was listening very intently on this episode. That's all.
0: <laughs> Listen, so you don't go topless on the main stage. And listen, if you hoe in, mm. you out the dough. Yep. And we get to see, uh, roulette has a request and, you know, somebody wants her to do a, a favor and, you know, she says she can't, but then we learn that she does. And at the end of the night, when the ladies come back with their money, it seems that roulette got a lot more money than the other lady. Baby, her bag was big. Okay. Okay.
2: at LuckyLandSlots.com
0: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Mercedes is back and, you know, her, you know, she can't do all the things that she has done and she's not being the headliner because she needs to recover. And her bag uh, was given half empty. But listen, Roulette said, I'm optimistic your bag <laughs> is half full. Mercedes is like,
2: whatever, girl.
0: Mind the money that pays you, mm-hmm. I think Mercedes said. Um and then speaking on Mercedes, we see that. She is still recovering, girl. Like you know, she got her. I don't know if it was the surgery. I don't know if that was see, duct tape what, around what her that arm. was. Magic work, but it it's helped her apparently. It's helping her keep that shoulder in place. Mm-hmm. And so we seen last season uh, when we first met all of the ladies. Mercedes is clearly the headliner, and you know Mercedes has a lot of different men that travel all the way to Chuckalissa, Mississippi, to see Mercedes mm-hmm. for the Mercedes experience. For the Mercedes experience and we are not talking the Superdome okay <laughs> and last season there was a I guess he was a, 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 a an ex pro player yes and he really wanted to like sponsor Mercedes and mm-hmm. we, we say sponsor how did he want to sponsor Mercedes Sharia uh,
2: I think it's more of like accessibility um, to her so you know her being fully available when he needs her and he provides her with um, some coins um, for that time
0: I, listen, I just want to know, h- how does one go about securing a sponsorship? <laughs> I
2: don't know, but I am. I'm looking for one if anyone listen, is available.
0: Okay. <laughs> I am available. OK. <laughs> um, And so we see last season with Mercedes trying to get her gym open and different things. He offered to sponsor her, but Mercedes was like, absolutely not. And it also seemed like Mercedes and him had a friendship, maybe, dare I say, a relationship.
2: Absolutely, you could definitely feel the vibes that he's been around for a minute and they know each other. they've had deep conversations
0: yes and 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 that's another thing that i I think what the pink n p valley does really well, so again, you got some people that look at you know being a a dancer as oh just you're you know they've got really negative things, but I think Mercedes really highlights to us that okay, you might be a dancer but Ultimately, at times you could be a financial advisor to these people. You could be a spiritual advisor. You could be a therapist to these people that are coming in to watch you perform because Mm -hmm. like you're listening to them. Listen,
2: it's just like almost the golf course. People say this is where the business deals goes down, go down. This is the same place with the strip club. Like you said, it's lots of conversations that are happening as a therapist or whatever. Sometimes people just need a listening ear. And that's what these dancers are doing for these men.
0: Mm-hmm. and my ears always listen okay <laughs> um, and so we see Mercedes she visits she visits the spot where the gym is and it looks like there's a lot of construction still needing to be happening and we know that she doesn't have the money anymore because her mom took the money for her church mm-hmm. and now Mercedes bag ain't coming like how whispers and bag whispers and roulette bag is coming so you know she's still trying to figure things out but she gets this call from her friend, client. Mm -hmm. um, And he basically is saying, like, the sponsorship is still open. Mm. And Mercedes is like, well, I mean, what really does this entail? And you are married. Would your wife be okay with this arrangement?
2: It's so interesting that, as you say, you know, we're seeing the human side of her, right? She's not just a dancer. She's a businesswoman. um, But she also has limits, too, right? And you can Mm -hmm. see that. That's why she's asking.
0: You're still married. So tell me how this is going to work. I want to know. Right. And and tell me is you sending me cash? Is it cash app? Or are you selling it (laughs) into my account? Right. (laughs) And so we see Mercedes. She, uh, initially accepts the deal then we go over to where the where the prayers reside where the prayer reside. reside and oh. that is Mercedes mom's church and they are still giving out these covid boxes which all things is great for the community and this young lady pulls up and she's asking for two boxes and they like, well, we can give two boxes. I got to get the pass to see if the pastor can approve this. And long behold, the young lady that is wanting two boxes. Who does it happen to be Sharia? Well, this is Mercedes
2: daughter, and she has grown up a little bit, might I say, since the last season.
0: She is definitely giving uh Teenager, Mm -hmm. and first of all, she don't know how to park no car. We can see that
2: (laughs) at all, but she did what she needed to do to come get that food, though.
0: Yes, and it was interesting because you know the pastor comes over and she's like, "Hi, I've met y'all. You know, we bad with names over here, and we don't got branded. Who know? I know to get us
2: together, exactly."
0: But she says, "Hi, Pastor." The pastor says, "You want me to slap you in your mouth, girl?" listen, her grandmother is so reckless. Okay but that's how grandmoms be could you imagine Ooh, like my grandma's name was clara i could only imagine calling going hey clara my grandma would say like who are you talking to and, you know, the grandmom's like, why are you over here? Why you need? And the back story that we know of Mercedes' daughter is Mercedes was young when mm-hmm. she got pregnant. She was in love with a married man yep. who happened to be somewhat wealthy. And when Mercedes gave birth to the child, like the family kept the baby and they would not allow Mercedes to have the baby. But also it seemed like Mercedes' mom did not want her to Correct. have the child. Mm-hmm. And And again, we just see Mercedes where she's at today, but clearly she might have been a little young, a little reckless, um, and maybe they didn't think that she was able to have that responsibility. But everything that we know of Mercedes from season one and now is that she is responsible. She, you know, she might be a dancer, but like, you know, she wants her daughter back and is trying to do everything to get her daughter back. Yeah, she's really been working to make an effort to get her back for sure and it's like we know from season 1 that mercedes' daughter was in a pretty affluent place. We know her dad had died, but the the dad's wife was still, you know, affluent and taking care of mercedes' daughter. So it's like why mercedes' daughter mm-hmm. at the the pick up a covid box and why you need two? is giving is everything okay. Right. And grandma picked up on that really quickly. And she says, "You ju- you look like your mother when you lie."
2: Ooh, that co- that comment right there hit me.
0: I said, "Ooh,"
2: <laughs> but you can see the softer side of her grandmother at that point. And she basically says, "Yes, you know what? Don't just get her to bring her four boxes. She said four or six. I think four boxes.
0: Give her four. Um, Load make the sure truck. She's up. good.
2: Yeah. So I-, I like to see that side of her for that- for that moment in time."
0: Uh, a thousand percent. Then we kind of flash back over to the pink and it is Uncle Cliff and Autumn and they are, you know, hashing it out about what happened after re, 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 reopening. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Cliff is like, I should have never left you here by yourself. You done almost burnt the club down. Mercedes wasn't ready to go on. I blame everything on you. Mm hmm. And Uncle Cliff and Mercedes kind of sort of go back and forth. And it took me a while to figure out what they was doing because Uncle Cliff would kept paying like, no, it's 90% your fault, 10% my fault. And then they kind of were going back with these. Percentages yeah. of whose fault it was. And they were able to kind of sort of settle on, or well, all right, uh Autumn, we won't say uh for purposes that it was sixty-nine percent your fault and thirty-one percent my fault. And now this is unconventional and not the greatest way to negotiate, but I think what they were doing was essentially saying, Well, this is what I thought. Tell me what you think, but I essentially you're thinking that on Cliff is saying the pink is 69% yours mm-hmm. and 31% mine cuz we we know that Autumn owns it and Uncle Cliff still has some stake in it but right. we don't we never knew the breakdown and i think when uncle cliff was placing blame on her he really was figuring out the numbers of who the ownership
2: absolutely and I took it just like that too at first I didn't know what they were kind of going back and forth on as well Um, I was just unsure where it was going but I definitely think it's about the business but I think this is what they needed right they needed to have this conversation we've been saying this the last two weeks like who is doing what we know I don't think she's the lead the boss because she has the ownership part the money part but look Uncle Cliff is still there and she needs him
0: no uh, very clear she needs Uncle Cliff Mm -hmm. this is my thing though um And I think this is the thing at times with um, people in our community. We don't have conversations. We don't have clear. Sometimes it's like, okay, it's assumed. It's this, it's that. But I even feel like this is even more part of the problem. Like, why are we saying, oh, it's 69% joke? No, just say (laughs) you could be 69% owner and I'll be 31%. Like, be clear. Be clear.
2: Exactly. Doing too much. Doing way too much.
0: So that we settle that and then we get to, I guess, uh, Roulette and Whisper are the headliners at this point and not for nothing Um, you know Uncle Cliff is they open an act oh I was first of all <laughs> I was dying seeing Uncle Cliff on that pole
2: I felt like he had been waiting on that moment forever okay,
0: okay? <laughs> forever I was just like no but I also love it because I think that the editing was bad but it was bad in a good bad way you know how like you have those stunt doubles and it's like okay Y'all wear the same clothes, and then it's like, I'm gonna come out and act like I'm doing the tricks, but yes. the tricks is really the stunt devil. But I'm like, okay, now when the stunt devil was upside down, flip on the pole, I'm like, ain't no way on God's green earth <laughs> is that Uncle Cliff, okay? <laughs>
2: Woo! It was it was a good opening, but like I said, I even been waiting on that moment,
0: okay? Listen. And mind you, the outfit was kinda cute though. Little, it was though, low-key. Little, little one out cut out mm-hmm. with the look, you know, first of all, it was it was giving me do we shop at the same place I got my ah! outfit from when I did my photo with Ozzy?
2: Hilarious. <laughs> it was giving though. It was
0: giving. Um and then we flip back over to the more political side where okay Chappelle gonna kill us because listen I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you Riri what's the now you might notice though what's okay. the name of the mayor? No, you know no, I don't know. <laughs> okay, no, neither I do I. Y'all know I be bad with names. Terrible, uh, both of us. Um the interim mayor. Mm. N- now we know, give me your little backstory, the original mayor he wanted to move forward with having the casino come in. Yep. Uncle Cliff got the people to vote. Mm-hmm. They shut the casino down. Uh Autumn was able to use her money and buy yep. the pink cuz you know the swamp the the not the swamp land but the swamp land where the pink resides that mm-hmm. is what they wanted to buy to have that for the casino. Autumn bought it back and now there is a new mayor in town. And yep. listen, not that they had the the Black Pastor's Chicken Dinner. <laughs> and somebody was showing out. Showing out. But it also reminded me of, and you know today is Juneteenth, and you know how these big corporations, it just reminded me the fact that it was the Black Panther, the Black, the Black Pastor's Chicken Dinner. It reminded me of when maybe a couple of weeks ago, Walmart came out with the Juneteenth ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Or when these other big corporations or your job might be like, oh, we're celebrating Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. We're having watermelon and chicken for lunch. But it wasn't exactly
2: thought through of how that celebration should take place. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what it was given. Very much. And essentially, the pastor in which that Mercedes mom used to be under who wanted to be a pastor, uh, but the the church would not allow women on the pulpit. He is seeming to be heading up this Black Panther. I, I don't know why I want to say Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> so bad. Okay. Wakanda forever. Um, he it seems to be the head pastor heading this up and inviting the mayor here. And essentially it's really the mayor trying to butter all the pastors up. And mind you, Another great thing, what I love about the pink or pink volley is that this is what really happens. Anytime any major election, you know, yep. uh, happens they when they want the black vote, they get go to you the know, church. They go to the church. They go to T.D. Jakes. They mm-hmm. go to somebody else and they mm-hmm. get that endorsement of that one mega black church. And Absolutely. They think that that's going to win over the black people. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they do. Now, despite what we may think of Mercedes' mother and how she did Mercedes, there is something to like about her character. Now, we're going to take out the fact of what she did to Mercedes. Okay. But I still stand by. Now, let me just be clear. I still stand by Mercedes mom and this whole black church instance, mm-hmm. because I definitely think there is something that goes on in certain black churches yeah. that they don't allow women to be leaders in the, in the church. Absolutely. Now you can sing. You could be the praise and worship leader. Everything from that pulpit, but lead from that pulpit. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why her mom pulled away. Yep. And, you know, she started her own church and she has somewhat of a large following. We see with where the praise resides, where the blessings reside, like she is marketing herself. She's giving to the community. She Mm -hmm. really is, um, in some ways, doing the work of the people. Right. In some ways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In some ways. Mm -hmm. Listen, everybody human. Everybody got that one. You know, everybody got that flip of the coin. (laughs) Yep. Now. Before we even get into all of like what happened at this meeting, can we just talk about the outfits at Listen. this Black pastors' chicken dinner? <laughs> it's very classic. Black people at a
2: chicken dinner or at an event, right in the country. They they was dressed to
0: the teeth. Yes, they bay were this chicken dinner. Okay, and Mercedes' mom did not disappoint, Mm-mm. and always giving a hat too. She's always, always giving, giving a hat mm-hmm. with a glove and a um and you know she had a slip on under that yes, little skirt. You definitely had a slip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now here's another thing. Now this, is just what I have to ask Riri, because you know I got a black mom. We used to go to church. Uh, yes. So- what is the actual point of a slip, Sharia?
2: Well, the slip is so that you cannot see through the skirt or the dress. That okay. is what the slip is for. Okay. We don't wear those anymore, most of us. But, b- you know, b- b- I might be able
0: to dig one out of a drawer if I need it to. And listen, and if you are a black woman of a certain age, hmm. you have at least three slips, white, Definitely. black, and nude. Definitely had a slip. Definitely. Okay. Because I just, but I still be seeing them when I go to my mom's house, I still be seeing them like, and hey, child, you know. <laughs> my mom gonna be mad at me but and tell me if this is true you don't wash the slip in the washing machine because anytime a bar wearing a slip the night before is hanging over the bathtub
2: that's right to dry (laughs) it's just like pantyhose we don't really do the pantyhose much anymore but listen same thing (sighs)
0: same thing I, yep, just, I, you, I feel like I have very vivid memories. Tell of me like, you had a black mama win. <laughs> okay. The night before church that slip is hanging up over the shower. Yes. Hand wash only. Hand wash <laughs> only. So a Mercedes moms gets up there, her pink suit, pink hat and slip. And she is basically saying like, are y'all going to let this white man. Hmm. Who we can we cannot really trust the the white man in yep. these instances that now become figureheads, and all of a sudden they want to make their first stop to the black church to get the black people. And she called him
2: out on it. And mind you, she wasn't up. She's sitting at the table, okay. still eating her chicken she? dinner. <laughs>
0: Still eating chicken dinner, making her Ooh, side comments. Yes. And then, you know, and she also makes a good point that then when she put the chicken down and stand up, she goes, Well, first of all, we shouldn't be telling our, now, I'll be bad with words, is it parishioners? Uh, yeah, you said it right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where window at when you need them, okay? <laughs> She also tells him very kindly, like, I don't think we are at the point where we should be telling our parishioners who or what to vote for. Hmm. We haven't and, made that decision as a group or a church. Listen, and she also says like, the, the white man wants to come in here and tell us that we want to bring this casino in because it's going to bring jobs to our people. And hmm. then she brings up several excellent points. Well, sure it'll bring jobs to our people but will our people be hired for this jobs? So if it's hmm. a casino they're gonna need to count and the way our education system is set up we might not be ready for that we might not be ready for that but you got money to bring this casino in but where's the money to put into the schools mm-hmm. that if you gonna bring the casino in put it into the schools so that then our young people can get the correct education Absolutely. and be trained to go into this field she better preach and get these jobs that you guys say are coming mm-hmm and so the man didn't like that, and her point was made. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we head over to the Dirty Dozen tour is jumping off. Okay, Mississippi yes. and Lil Murder is on tour, and shout out to Big Frida in the house. You I like it? that little cameo. Okay, bounce with it. bounce, bop, bop, bounce <laughs> with it, bounce with it, can you jiggle with it? Jiggle with it, okay, listen love it it's it's the representation for the black queers in the black lgbtq plus community I'm that show up in the pink now listen i don't know if i need to start a campaign but listen season three do i need th- brace isaiah
2: uh-oh if anybody's listening he's ready for his tryout
0: listen i could listen what you need mm-hmm. me to do with issa issa listen <laughs> can i be a podcast on the pink give me my cameo he's ready so Mississippi and Murder are on tour. All things are going well with the tour. It seems to be popping off. They are excited to, and interesting enough, um, you know, here I am. Th- the last two episodes, I was telling y'all, like, I don't know if the tour is gonna pop off like how it's supposed to pop off. And I really think that, uh, Keyshawn, a.k.a. Cricket Letter, Crooked Letter, I, Mississippi, I think that she's really the head, like, you know, she's really what's bringing, you know, the people to the thing, but I think as we are seeing through this Mississippi, uh, not Mississippi, through this uh, The Dirty Dozen Tour, Mm -hmm. that little murder can
2: hold his own. I mean, he really did, and I actually like the little song that uh was yeah, oh, yeah. rapping. Okay, so he really did. <laughs> She's just an added
0: bonus for the show. You know what an, I mean? An added bonus, and we also see uh, Mississippi getting a little nervous in the beginning about some of the photos that they're taking because you know she does not want her oh, goodness baby oh, daddy. Daddy, Be- yes, child. The baby daddy doesn't necessarily <laughs> like little murder because he thinks little murder and Keyshawn have something going on, but Keyshawn understands that it's really just the imagery imagery of it and she understands that you know little murder in love with somebody else Mm -hmm. what's funny is she
2: doesn't know who though
0: but so okay we gonna get there when we get there but does she or does she not though I felt like she didn't know Mm-hmm. okay so listen keep keep that in mind, purple pants posse because yes. i got something we'll for sh- reread okay. um so then we are mercedes is we've seen her agreeing to the sponsor mm-hmm. now she is going sh- she's working she arrives at this penthouse studio is yes. somewhere looking fabulous and while she's getting ready to go up in there, the phone rings and it's Mercedes' daughter, which also mm-hmm. leads me to be a little concerned. Like, you know, we don't really get to see this much interaction of Mercedes' daughter, daughter. right. Yes, And she calls several times while she's there. Right. And it's like, well, girl, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And one, we allude to the fact that like when, uh, not Mississippi, when Mercedes' daughter came to get the uh, COVID baskets, baby, the way she parked that car was like. (laughs)
2: Because
0: she probably was not supposed to be driving. Okay. And, (laughs) you know. It leads us as the viewer to be like, well, what's going on? Then mm-hmm. when Mercedes is on the phone with her daughter and Mercedes is like, listen, I'm working. I hit y'all back. Then the camera pans out and we get to see uh, Mercedes daughter's stepmom passed out on the couch. Yes. Now, I don't know if it is. She's got a drinking problem that's just kind of sort of reared its head. But I think of it in the context of With COVID, people being home, there were a lot of people um, that I think felt themselves in a not healthy cycle of being isolated. And the only kind of sort of thing really to do to kind of like make the isolation fun was turn to a little devil's juice.
2: Mm -hmm. That was her coping mechanism because I don't remember her being that unstable in the past
0: seasons. Yeah, like it was giving what is going on. Yeah, she's definitely a different person. So Mercedes is there to meet her sponsor and, you know, she's all like, "Ooh, look at this. And then all of a sudden the sponsor's wife comes down mm, and she's about to take a sip of that champagne. And, OK. And the wife and, you know, Mercedes is like, "Ooh, OK, I wasn't expecting this, but mm-hmm. hello. And the, <laughs> the wife is very cold to uh Ooh, Mercedes. Yes. Like, very cold. Uh, but, you know, the husband comes down and she gives Mercedes the papers. Like, listen, baby girl, we're going to need you to sign part 6, part 7.3B, 36. 30. Listen, they get her That's to sign like this, that. this NDA down. Listen, you might be sleeping with my money, my husband. We sign your to, life away. Sign your life <laughs> away. It's <laughs> like going to a party with Beyonce. They say you can't go to a party with Beyonce unless you sign the NDA. <laughs>
2: That's exactly what it was. She was about her business right then and there.
0: And it is just interesting, and so uh, Mercedes is trying to be friendly. And this is again what I love so much about Mercedes is I think there's one point where Mercedes is like, "Oh my God, this house is so beautiful." Oh my goodness! And the wife corrector said, "You mean beautiful? You mean beautiful?" <laughs> now here is the wife trying to. Exert her power in yes. life. Okay, you might be a little stripper girl, but I'm educated and I'm way better than this. Hmm. And fast forward to the husband is now there and he's like, you know, Mercedes and the husband are talking and the wife is there. Okay, and I ain't mad at her. Like, listen, I'm be right here, let yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes is like, oh, I really like these photos on the wall. And the husband is like, oh, yeah, that's when my wife used to be a photographer. And the wife, like, used to be. Hmm. Correction, I still am. And it goes to show you how perceptive Mercedes is. Mercedes sees him kind of sort of belittling his wife's talent. And then mm-hmm. Mercedes goes and looks at the photos and she analyzes the photos in such like the way she art. She might be saying beautiful, but my girl can articulate and can get into a photo. Yes. And the wife is really like, I've never heard someone explain my photos that way. And we get to see Mercedes and the wife bond. They had a moment, right? She let her guard down just because of that. They had a guard down. Now, Mm -hmm. the husband like, well, before you go, wife, I want you to see this Mercedes experience. Mm -hmm.
2: Wife was trying to fight it, too. Like, no, no. He's adamant. Like, yes, yes, you're going to see this.
0: And Mercedes does the Mercedes experience. And again, more barriers breaking down. I think that people think one way of dancers and another thing. And then I think that Mercedes and in this moment really highlighted one. Dancing is an art. Yeah. It's a sport and it's, many entertainment. ways entertainment mm-hmm. It's it, it's many ways that you can look at it and in this scene where Mercedes is dancing you really see the art and the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. absolutely and child so much the wife is mesmerized <laughs> didn't see this coming huh? didn't see this coming the wife is so mesmerized you know Mercedes start the show and then you know she getting ready to do her thing she turned around the wife naked like okay you know what I'm intrigued I want to have fun too and Mercedes face is like oh her, huh? was like, what's, what's what's going on here that's how she looked what's the tea but listen yes. you signed them NDAs Mercedes so listen, you gotta go with the flow <laughs> what was this discussed in advance I mean right okay th- you might have to throw another 10 bands on this for mm-hmm. me Mm-hmm. But I love it. And you know, all the whole time while Mercedes is dancing, shout out to Tiana Taylor because they was playing Tiana Taylor's yes, song. You know, song. it's a Tiana Taylor song is playing, such my <laughs> and all <laughs> the middle of it, it's like, her daughter calling. Yep. And she runs, turns it off, but and she calls back again and again and again and again and again. And she answers the phone from her daughter's number. And who is calling, Sh Riri? Who called? The The police Oh, the police, The police, man. Yeah,
2: so the police called. Now, at this point, it's like, ma'am, we need you to come and get your daughter and or her stepmother. I don't know if they knew, you know, what the situation was. But at this time, it's like, we need a guardian to come. So this is now when Mercedes is finding out what's really going on or what's been happening. So she is livid and has to interrupt her job for this um, to go and
0: save them both. And she gets over there, and she really gets to lay into the wife, like, yes. where she got the light, the wife in the bathtub spraying her down with the hose. Like, wake
2: up. You know how you do a drunk person? That's what she was doing. Yes. hmm
0: And they get to have this conversation where Mercedes is just like, you know, l- look how the tables have turned. Like, I'm coming to save you, and all I want ever wanted was my daughter. That's it. And the wife makes a revelation where Mercedes was always told that it was the wife that never wanted to give back the daughter. And the wife makes this revelation that it, child, do you think I want to look at my husband's infidelity every day of my life? She didn't have a choice, basically what she said. And it was the husband that Mm -hmm. wanted it and Mercedes is like, well, he died. Why even after he died? And then the wife says goes to make another revelation that on his deathbed, he wanted her to care for the daughter. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, the daughter's listening, listening conversation.
0: like and so we can just even get into that and what I think is so interesting about that conversation we see the daughter being like visibly upset at that and here I am thinking that the daughter probably is more upset at hearing her stepmom say like you think I wanted to look at my husband's infidelity for the rest of my life and all of this stuff Uh, but then when I think about it I'm pretty sure the daughter probably already felt that energy and don't really like her anyway Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so after the stepmom go to sleep Mercedes daughter has a conversation with her and is really asking her like why you never came and got me.
2: Yeah. And she's she's alluded to this before and she's just said you all you keep making promises. You're saying you're coming, but you never come.
0: Mm. And to Mer- Mercedes' defense, it's like, you know, she does live a non-conventional life. Her hours aren't the same. Like, you know, and, you know, there are reasons. But, ooh, baby, when the daughter calls her to the carpet. And Mercedes always loves to say, I was 15 when you was born. Uh-huh. And Mercedes' daughter says, well, you didn't stay 15 forever.
2: Ooh, so basically, you could have come to get me a long
0: time ago. Mm. And she says, you always have excuses. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just thought that this was really powerful in the sense that, like, you're right. Mercedes does make a lot of excuses. And I think in Mercedes mind, she thinks she's doing what's right. But yeah. really, like, you are using the you, you are using the fact that your daughter is being taken care of. You do want more time. It, it really reminded me of like as, as if the roles were reversed. It really reminded me. I feel like we hear a lot of these things that Mercedes was saying from a father that is not existing in a child's life. I feel mm-hmm. like we hear a lot of those things from the man's perspective of like everything that Mercedes was saying. We normally hear that from like the the father that's abs- the absentee father. Yeah, that's a great point.
2: I mean, I feel for Mercedes at the same time. Like, I know she's trying to do things better. She's working for something. But at the same time as well, it's like you've had a, a ample opportunity, right? To mm-hmm. make it right to go and get her. But like you said, we usually hear it from the men. She's continuing to basically prolong this mm-hmm. right, until whatever that and whatever that time is that she feels is right. So she's making these excuses along the way. And now her daughter's picked up on it.
0: Right. And it's like you are comfortable with the way that your life is. You see yeah. your daughter when you want and you feel like you have convinced yourself that I'm working for this goal to get my daughter back. But in reality, your daughter is right here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And she wants uh- you now. And right, she wants you now. And so it's like, what do you do? Another thing that I thought was so great last week, you had brought this great point up, Rhi, is that you said, why every time we see Mercedes, she look mad. Mm, just angry. Just, and it was funny because, of course, I was cracking up when I watched this. I was going to text you, but I child, you know, I was a little tired. Yes. But the first couple of scenes we see, Mercedes, she looks so mad. Like everything she's mad about, <laughs> everything, life in general. I was cracking up. I was like, oh my God, Sharia was right. But this is what I will then say, because again, why I love podcasting about shows that I am really into. And I love hearing different people's perspective, like hearing your perspective on that last week made me kind of sort of like intently be Mm -hmm. analyzing Mercedes. And you know what? I came to the conclusion was that you are absolutely right. But the only time we see Mercedes, not in the Sharia Said Mad Face mm-hmm. is when she's with her daughter.
2: Very true. She does soften
0: up then. It's like wow, like and uh, I don't, I don't know what that means for anything, but I, I think that it was just so. like you know, anytime my daughter called, anytime she's around her daughter, it was a different Mercedes. Absolutely, and so interesting. Um, but you know that was that, and then mm-hmm. so I guess the pink is opening and we um we see Dre. We haven't really seen Dre much this episode. No we haven't. And mind you, here's the thing. Like I don't know what it is about Dre, but I don't like Dre. What don't you like? I just don't like them. Like, first of all, like maybe it's the fact I, I I don't know. I just feel like as much as we say like we don't really know Autumn's intentions, I don't really like Dre's intention. I feel like he, like I don't know, just something sneaky. Yes, and you know maybe it's here. His wife is damn wherever they live at. You know, got scars on her face Mm -hmm. because she is a nurse working in like the ground zero of covid from where they are from yeah and you know she just love her man and it's like you know her man ain't really doing much but she calls her she calls dre to tell dre that like i spoke to my father and my father said that he'd be able to offer you a job mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
2: um no i'm not ready
0: I, i'm not ready i can't take it and again maybe this softens my heart a little bit to Dre is that like he clearly doesn't want to take a job from it. Like, it's like a handout. He don't Absolutely. want the handout. He
2: wants to get it himself.
0: He wants to get it himself. But do you want to get it yourself or do you want to get in autumn's you you want to get between autumn's
2: slip. And that's the thing. That's why it's so kind of sneaky. Like we don't really know what his motive is.
0: And it's like, you know, it's just interesting enough. Um, but Uncle Cliff and Autumn are together at the pink, and Corbin. Is with Dre and they make another offer on The Pink. Now, it's a little bit more than half a million yeah. and, you know, Autumn immediately rejects it. And Uncle Cliff is telling Autumn, like, girl, you sure you want to do that? Like, I don't think we ever going to get that $10 million from The Pink. Ooh. And Autumn is saying, well, listen, baby, if this casino deal goes through, You better know what, like, you know, we, you best to know what Mm -hmm. the tea is that's coming our way. Yeah. And yeah, like, no, know your worth. And you know, Uncle Cliff is like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, listen, what did he say? I think 3.1 million Mm -hmm. is a whole lot of money because you know that, that 31% (laughs) off of 69.
2: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) It's a lot. So, you know, and, and then it. Raises the question that, okay, so, you know, I've been saying all them sneaky and I stand by what I stand, I but it. she is, her and Uncle Cliff are having this conversation and she says that she's turning down the offer and she wants the 10 million. Um, to me, it's like she is, be, again, she's not saying it, but I f- feel like it is implied that if I'm declining this offer because it's not what I want, but that means you are willing to sell.
2: It definitely sounds like she's willing to for the right number though.
0: So, right. But, and you know, our whole thing is like, we, we, I guess we assume that like we as viewers and I'm sure Brandon or Chappelle, he mm-hmm. don't want the pink to be sold. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I, like, it just is like, oh, okay. So, so maybe Autumn and Uncle Cliff have a more understanding than we do do not know of
2: possibly. And I think that nobody wants the pink to be sold, but if it is, it has to be the right amount. It has to be worth it for them. Like they know what this is going to do for the community, you know, or could do to the community one or the other.
0: Right. And it also drives home the point of when she declines the offer and uncle Cliff says like, um, you might want to take it. And then autumn's like, no. And then autumn then says something to the effect of uncle Cliff, like, well, whatever money we get, like, what you going to do with that? And Uncle Cliff mm-hmm. is like, well, well, what are these girls going to do? Yeah. And Autumn's like, them. why is that your concern? But again, I think it goes to the difference of Autumn and Uncle Cliff. Autumn is just somebody that just happens to come into this town. Yeah. And, you know, Uncle Cliff lives here. He, Uncle Cliff may be a lot of things, mm-hmm. but he cares about the community. And he more importantly cares about the girls that People seem to disregard as nothing.
2: Yeah, and he's willing to sacrifice himself for the betterment of everybody else, whereas Autumn is like, it's only about herself. Mm,
0: uh, Listen, and Shadow might be Autumn in Uh, this predicament. uh,
2: Listen, I think we both would.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um, And so then we get to see Corbin and Dre uh, talking about how Autumn is not going to, whatever little bit they offer, she ain't going to sell. Then Mm -hmm. we get this interesting revelation that uh, the mayor, the current mayor that had the chicken dinner with the pastors, he <laughs> is just the interim mayor. And yep. that at some point in time, I don't know if it's going to have to be a special election or, uh, or whatever, but there is going to be, have to be a new mayor in town. And last week we seen when Dre discovered the water with his uncle. We mm-hmm. also discovered this VHS tape of Dre and the old mayor, which, you know, Brandon not here. And we don't know the old mayor name. Yes. Uh, but you know he, he he was a shyster but he was mm-hmm. there for the people and although he might not have been the greatest guy I think that Andre in this video sees how much the mayor loved Andre yeah, yeah. and was pouring into Andre like mm-hmm. a father absolutely and you know I guess the, I, they toy with the idea of like well listen if you don't want the current mayor that's running uh, hmm. why not you run yes and again, it also leads to the conversation of Dre's wife being like, well, my daddy said he can get you a job. And Dre, like, no, it like, you know, he wants to strike out on his own. And, mm-hmm. and what better time than now? We also know that uh Dre still is con- still a resident of Chukalisa. When his uncle or godfather was running for mayor, he states that like how it was so important for him to come back home and cast the vote, vote for the first black mayor of Chukalisa. Mm mm-hmm. Yep. and Corbin we know is the brother of this one family who who's a white family, but Corbin you know he mixed uh, and is the outsider. But you know he has access to this funny. and he like, well I might be crazy enough to actually sponsor this idea. Mm-hmm. Left us with a little cliffhanger on that one. I said, well oh okay, well listen that 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 has to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's also get back so y'all y'all know one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> (laughs) (sighs) little murder and Mississippi well not even that girl by Mississippi little murder and Uncle Cliff oh yes
2: this love this continuing love story this
0: continuing love story so first of all Uncle Cliff is on the Instagram like (laughs) uh, Mississippi and little murder look a little comfortable in these photos Mm Mm-hmm and you know Uncle Cliff although he has his guard up he still is searching the social media and checking the grams how many of us are guilty of somebody that we like or love or you know whatever Mm -hmm. do we not check in every now and then look at the picture see what's going on If y'all don't believe me now, go to your Instagram or Twitter right now and go to that search button and read me your top 10 searches. Cause I guarantee (laughs) everybody that searched their little ex at some point. Okay. Your little murder is in there. Yes. (laughs) And although I am, and I said this before, and I'm gonna say it again, I'm on Uncle Cliff's side. Boy, are they making it a case for Lil' Murder to win my heart over. Uh, We see this scene after the show. Lil' Murder, first of all, he got his hair dyed blonde. And uh, (laughs) Mississippi put a little oil. First of all, if you anybody that know. If you bleach blonde dye your hair, you know it is going to strip your hair, the nutrients. Okay? Mm -hmm. And especially if you are black. You know our hair is oily. That blonde is going to strip it. You got to oil that scalp. Add some moisture to it. Okay? You need to get some shea moisture Mm or something. And so Mississippi is moisturizing. Um, Dre's head, and while she's doing what that, murder. Dre, little oh, I okay. thank you, thank you. Oh, come on, Chappelle, come on, Chappelle. <laughs> we might not know all the names, no, but Riri know. Riri <laughs> know little murder, um, and so little murder is writing a note, uh, and child, it took me out because again, I feel like. The way that they describe sometimes we all know men can be jerks, insensitive and not really know how to convey their feelings. Yes. And child, little murder was writing a note that said, I guess I miss you. I guess. It's the I guess for me. It's the I guess for me. Um, And. Keyshawn aka Mississippi really calls him to the front she like you a rapper and this is like this is what you are sending home to this lady that you care about okay so that's what made me think that she doesn't know who
2: it is because she said this lady
0: yes and so I now now let me y'all get to I get to get Dr. Lloyd's bags together here now listen get me together No, but I also think that two things came to my mind in this conversation because when she said that, I'm like, oh, she don't know the T. However, Keyshawn knows that Lil Murda is not into her. And the whole point of how they came about, uh, you know, her stepping in for Mercedes on One Night Only and like the the illusion that they are giving to the world. Uh She knows this if you watch from season one. And Keyshawn has been... I, I don't know if you remember, but Keyshawn was the one that walked in on Uncle Cliff and Lil' Murder in the bank office in season one. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that. But I forgot. We, oh, Uncle Cliff or Lil' Murder never saw it. And Keyshawn kind of sort of kept it to herself. Yes. And we know that Keyshawn has never brought this up to Little Murder mm-hmm. before. Yep. And in this moment, she says, like, well, the lady that you are writing, like, you need to know. So then Keyshawn goes back to the drawing board, and I forget what he wrote, or he then he just wrote, I love you. I love you, yeah. And it then Keyshawn, like, now how you go from one thing to another? Like, mm-hmm. you it's given much. And, uh, you know, she's like, and, it, and then, you know, Little Murder trying to get to my heart. He's like, well, that's the only thing I can think about, shawty. and then Keyshawn has a revelation um, and you know she's like well if that's how you feel that's how you feel and then Keyshawn says these words that an Uncle Clifford only comes around in a lifetime once oh and little murder looks up he has a confused somewhat look on his face but I think that in that moment, Keyshawn is revealing to Little Murder that Lil is, I know. That mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. And in this moment, I think two things are for sure in this moment is that um, little, we see Little Murder's reaction uh, is like a little apprehensive at yeah. first, but then he kind of like continues to, to go into the story or continue to whatever. And I, I think three, like two things happen for me here is that Keyshawn realized that or Little Murder realized if Keyshawn knows about Uncle Cliff her interaction with him did not change and actually she was still loving and caring and I think that that again these are little little pieces but you know for me for somebody who intensely watches these portions of it I think that it was it was uh, eye opening for him to be like well okay maybe this is okay yes
2: Yes. I was gonna go back and watch that little section just yes. because you brought that to my attention in this way.
0: Yeah, because I, girl, you know I get into and, and uh, for me, I felt like and again, shout out to the actor that plays uh, Little Murder because I think that his acting was so important, point because you, you got to look at the way that he looks at her. He doesn't. He does not confirm. Yeah, but you just see the relationship in his body language. Mm-hmm. Now there are a lot of things going on with and and so there are. Couple of things. So then he gets that opening where he's like, oh my God, like maybe this is okay. Then his brother or cousin that got out of jail that's still in the gang life. We didn't really talk about much about this, but yeah. you know while they was on tour, a huge fight happened. Shots was being put, like, you know, a lot was going on. Doing a lot. hmm And the cousin that's supposed to be the security guard uh, that is a friend of Little Murder who we learn um, after, you know, they, they have a little smoke, little drink on the, the balcony. I think that the part the the reasoning for this conversation was to really show the the dilemma in Little Murder's mind in which that he's holding because Mm -hmm. the bodyguard slash brother who is extremely loyal to Little Murder he says some very deep things where Little Murder they talk about this time that this guy tried Little Murder in jail and Little Murder beat him up and then Little Murder had to go to the hole and then this friend that just recently got out of jail he then explains that the person that tried little murder was killed
2: mm-hmm.
0: and more than likely at the hands of him.
2: Of him. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And he then had to do a lot more time in jail than little murder. And he was also sent to solitary confinement. Yeah. And listen, we can talk about solitary confinement different time, but it's, it, it, you don't even treat an animal or a dog like that. Like that. Like Absolutely. It it, it, it it plays with your psyche. It plays with a lot of different things. And the fact that they still use these inhumane tactics in prison and in our jail system is crazy. Yes. Um. And the person explains to Little Murder that when he was in that hole, it was like a dark, dark, dark hole, like at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're him and Little Murder basically having this conversation, like, who would have ever thought that your raps and your rhymes would have taken you to this far and that you're here to help me? And he's saying that, like, even when they were in jail, Little Murder used to write rhymes on tissue paper. And this person is saying to him that at his darkest hour, the silly little rhymes that Little Murder was writing to him essentially like was the light at the end of the tunnel that for him.
2: through. Mm-hmm.
0: And little murder and him dap it up and acknowledge it, and I think that for me now, y'all know I could be taking a little deep here. uh, Is that little murder feels this content or this uh, this? feeling that he has to hold on to this lifestyle or yes. this image because this guy that essentially is his brother that killed for him and that i mean i don't know I, I can only assume that he probably would not be here if little murder came out that he was gay but we don't know we don't But know that, like yeah but that's what little murder is assuming but like he has to hold on to this image and he can't reveal his true self to him because this like man just essentially told him like he owes his life to him right right absolutely and so i think that like again they they would show the two scenes back Back to back like that because again for me I feel like it's the dilemma of little murder. Mm-hmm. You better be deep. Yes, listen. You know with <laughs> stuff like this, <laughs> listen when deep. it comes to little no murder, Yeah I, I get into it because listen, I I y'all know me, I internalize it and uh you know into my own life and then we have the fi- oh so then we get a scene where Uncle Cliff is reading uh the postcard that he uh, we're assuming that what little murder went with and basically it was like uh, wish you were here Mm -hmm. and I'm like child that's the best that uh, Mississippi gave to little murder
2: but he sent the postcard but he sent the postcard
0: and then uh, and we see it seems to soften Uncle Cliff's heart but for me it was when the kid and Uncle Cliff is sitting at his uh, dressing mirror in his room the camera widens out, and what do we see on the mirror? Do you do you remember?
2: I don't remember. It was a
0: nut wait. So Uncle Cliff is reading the postcard. He was in, I guess, New Orleans. And yes. Again, the postcard was very generic. I was upset that, like, okay, we went from I guess I miss you to I love you to wish you were here, and I was just like, uh. But when the camera widens out, we see on Uncle Cliff's mirror that there are about eight other postcards (laughs) and so y'all know okay I ain't gonna lie I got a little teary eyed on that when I saw that because I was just like oh my god which means
2: it's time for Uncle Cliff to soften up a little bit
0: okay I mean you are right I mean listen you right he's
2: trying it's time
0: he's trying and I think that again that's all that we can ask is that but again but okay wait no 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 Spicy Brycey is back Spicy Brycey is back Spicy Brycey is back here's my issue Riri okay Is yes, you are trying and I get that. But my issue is you are still how I will perceive it is you are still trying in the dark.
2: Yes, no, he definitely like we talked about before last week, he definitely needs to kind of come to the light a little bit. But I think he's making an effort. Enough where a conversation can take
0: place at least I mean, between them. Listen, he, sh- listen, you wait listen. I, you're you're right. I'm not mad at that. You yes. are. Not, you're, not, you're not mad at that. Just conversation. Just the conversation. And then the last thing that we get to is that big Al, the cons- the security guard. <laughs> and I forget do you remember the there was uh, last season uh, uh, what was her name not Gambit uh, uh, G- Gizz Gizzard, G- Gizzard. 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 Uh, Gidget Gidget Gidget, Gidget. Yes. Gidget. Mm-hmm. Chappelle will be proud <laughs> Gidget is the one of the she was like one of the only white strippers at the pink mm-hmm. and um, she we haven't seen her this season uh, we did get a clip of her last week where she was on the phone FaceTiming people she was in Florida saying like child listen COVID ain't happening in Florida y'all should come down here mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Gidget also had a love interest. Was this other young man that we, you know, haven't really seen? I don't really remember. But what I do remember from the scene was that um, although Big Al is like the, the head of security, he is also still running a uh, what you call it um, when you di- a, a, a Distrib- distri- distribution a, a, of drugs, uh, <laughs> illegal distribution out mm-hmm. of the pink with Gidget's boyfriend and. His boyfriend runs the trucks. He drops it off at the pink. Uncle Cliff doesn't know anything about this. Uncle Cliff will be mad because, again, the, the problem with this is, is that they want to shut the pink down and they want to shut the pink down for any reason. And last season, they attempted to. However, if they ever found that the pink was a part of this, like, distribution deal, this will be all the more reason yep, to shut, shut, shut the pink down. down. Mm hmm but Big Al is still doing it anyway. Now, uh, roulette and Gidget's old boyfriend kind of sort of like have this little flirty little thing, little something, 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 something. Yep. Now the last scene we see is that roulette is still breaking the rules. And actually it looks as if she is solicit. Like it looks as if she is, uh, being an escort outside uh-huh. of the thing. And she gets out of a car and, you know, she says, if you want to go for another ride with roulette, call me. And as Roulette is getting out of the car, she sees Big Al and Gidget's boyfriend. And they're looking at her like, ooh, Mm -hmm. girl. Mm -hmm. And at the same time that they're doing that, one of the boxes fall out. And now she's looking at them like, ooh. 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 And Gidget (laughs) gives them that wink like, you keep my secret, I'll keep your secret. Yep. Now That's going to
2: be interesting um, how that
0: develops. Yes. And then the last, last thing that we forgot to talk about was... Mercedes' mom, after the, the pasta chicken cook, d- dinner, the chicken for the black pastors, mm-hmm. she tried the mayor. The mayor wanted to woo woo the people over. She left doubt in some of the pastors' moms. Yes. And so we see the mom at her church, and they are, first of all, I ain't never seen no church that, like, uh, when you get the tithes and offering money, uh, child, they, they put it in a. a, a not the, the money machine. The money machine. Oh, yes. <laughs> And the police and the mayor stop by and they serve her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And essentially they serve her with breaking an ordinate of a uh, Chuckalisa that the mayor has put signed into, uh, as a legislation or an emergency law basically saying that churches cannot operate at 50% capacity. They have to operate at, well, they can't operate at 100% capacity. Capacity, yeah. And they have to operate at 50% and it has to be six feet, six feet apart. Now that is such an issue for Mercedes mom, because whether people believe it or not, churches are a money-making entity. Yes, they are. And you know, we don't really know what Mercedes mom is doing with all this money. Uh, But maybe, you know, she really wants to buy that mega church or whatever. But if she were to not, I think why she is also being so successful is when she's giving to the community and she's operating church back as normal. Right. Right. Which means the money can reside through the church. Absolutely. And this mayor is now uh saying that you can't and you're breaking this all uh, this rule. And uh what was the thing that the mayor said? He said, you know, you pissed off a neighbor or something he said um if uh uh you mess with the wrong neighbor. And so yep. essentially he is forcing Mercedes' mom to shut Shut it down. down. Now, if we know Mercedes and we know her mom, that ain't, she won't figure out some way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Mercedes' mom left the mayor with this. She said, if I mess with the wrong neighbor, baby, you done effed with the wrong Wrong bitch. Okay. Hmm, She means that. Means it. And so listen that listen I listen episode one might have been like not the greatest we you you know we had to catch back up on people yeah. episode two was warming up but baby three is giving three. what it needs to give yes
2: I, so this episode really made me say okay it's getting better now we're really getting into the stories again figuring out where everybody's going and the juicy tea and drama is here
0: and I'm here for it and yes. I'm just so grateful that I get to cover the. P-Valley on the Purple Pants Podcast and I'm so happy that my sister girl friend Riri is here with me. Yes. Uh,
2: Thanks for having me because you know what I love about this though is we both hear and see different things as we watch yes. it. So like now I gotta go back and watch a couple little parts just to hear what you mentioned mm-hmm. um, so we can hear a different perspective. I love it.
0: Yes. I know. I love it. I love it as well because you always give me such a different perspective as well and that like you know I'll be focusing now on Mercedes like is she really always mad? She mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. I gotta
2: go see what you would say
0: about this time. Yes, but before we go, Riri, let the people know where you at, where they can follow you at, where they can see these spicy Instagrams at, okay? E- where she not breaking none of Uncle Cliff's rules, maybe. No,
2: we have my own rules on my page, okay? Oh. Um, you can find me at Survivor Riri R-E-R-E on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Yes, and we'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, Brandon is back from the <laughs> Dirty Dozen tour. We will have to get that tea. But yes. listen, this, this has been your P-Valley Season 2 coverage. Have a good one.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring:
2: a laundry?
3: Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. in the menu rolling. Keep, keep, keep
0: it rolling. And keeping the menu rolling, Purple Pants Posse, I've been wanting to watch this show on HBO Max called The Staircase for the longest time. Somebody, I can't remember who, but somebody was telling me like, oh, you got to watch this. It's so good. And it's based on real life events that happen. Like, it's so good, baby boy. The type of dramas and true crime shows and podcasts that you listen to, you would love it. So I don't know about y'all, but for me, I have like a note in my phone of like recommended movies and shows because, you know, there's so many good things out and people have so many different perspectives on things. So I always like to at some point in time, watch the shows that people recommend. And mind you, my list is probably about like 75 shows and movies that eventually I'll get to, you know, on a rainy day, snowy day, on a hot day when I'm just in the house. So over I would say maybe last week I just got done work. I was stressed out, I wanted to take a nap, and I was scrolling through HBO Max, you you know when you be on like, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Netflix, you know, whenever you want to watch something, it seems like it uh, nothing ever speaks to you, or you be trying to find something for hours to watch, and so this is like one of those afternoons, where I'm just scrolling through Netflix, get to HBO, and HBO is like, recommended for you, The Staircase, I'm like, oh God. I don't know what this is going to give. And for me, whenever I watch something, I've got to be in the watching mood for it. You know, sometimes I got to be a little tired and I can watch it. I've got to have like high energy to watch it. Like, you know, you don't know what type of mood you need to be in for when you watch something like this. But I said, you know what? Baby boy, just press play. Now I know the staircase came out sometime this year, a while ago. And I know a lot of people were talking about it and podcasting about it, but I was like, I'm gonna stay away from it. Cause I'm going to watch it. So, Give you my little brief synopsis of it. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But it doesn't really matter because I think that it's important for like your perspective when you watch it. Now, this is based on some true live, true, real events in Durham, North Carolina. Also, before I even get into all of that. Netflix has a documentary about this case uh, that happened in Durham, North Carolina. And I'm happy that I watched the series first because now I want to watch the documentary. And for me, I love when you watch like stuff based on real life events and then you watch the documentaries and you can see what the actual people look like and you can see like the different characters and how they chose to portray them and then you get to see the real life thing so I'm excited that I'm going to start the documentary soon but baby The staircase after episode one, I think it's about seven or eight episodes. After episode one, I was hooked. Also, the staircase for me when I was watching it, the episodes are like 44 minutes, but baby, they felt like they was two hours long. It felt like each episode was a movie in itself. So that already kind of sort of got me into it because I I love things like that. Basically, y'all, the breakdown is this guy named Michael Peterson is married to his wife, I believe it's his second wife, Kathleen Peterson. And all together they have, I believe five children. Two are Michael's biological children from another marriage. Then one daughter is Kathleen's daughter, I believe from a previous marriage. And then the two other daughters are not Michael's biological children or Kathleen's biological children. They are children that Michael knew growing up when he lived in Germany and their parents died and he took them in with his first wife. The first wife didn't work out. And then when he got married to Kathleen, they both raised them as their own children. So they've got a very verse wide range of like connections to the children, but the children seem to be very close as children. So, Basically, and Kathleen works at a, an investment firm, and she's the breadwinner. Michael, I, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell Michael do. OK? besides, spend other people' money. He, he's like a writer or something. He's got books, but we hear and watch the story from Michael's perspective. And basically, in a nutshell, Kathleen died. She died on the staircase, and it looks like murder. Okay, all, mostly the majority of the evidence is pointing to Michael. However, I would say in the first three full episodes, the way that the, they tell this story, it's in, you get to see different people's perspective. You get to see Michael's perspective. You get to see Kathleen's perspective. You get to see the kid's perspective. And I mean, after seeing all of the perspectives, you come to your own perspective. But I would say this the first couple of episodes where clearly, you know, Kathleen dies, but the way the documentary is set up, you there's a constant timeline. They are stay fat they are always fas- fashion Flashing back, flashing forward, and not necessarily current because everything happened, but then in the the In the process of the this series, it's almost like the current time. So it's like you're constantly getting flashback pre Kathleen's death, after Kathleen's death, and kind of sort of like current. And I really want to believe that Michael did not do it, but baby, spoiler alert: he got convicted. Then after he got convicted, he got off, uh, due to a technicality. Uh, then he had to sign an Alford plea, which essentially is basically saying you're guilty, but you can maintain your innocence. And all the while, while this, uh, while he is going through this trial of Kathleen, a film company, uh, from France reaches out to him because they want to document the, they want to document like the American court system, and and they were looking for this case. And so, all the while, while he is going through this experience and this court hearing, this film company from France is making a documentary. Now, I don't know if that's the documentary that is on Netflix, but I really hope it is because the documentary crew plays such a crucial point in the sh- the series, The Staircase. Now, again, I go back to the first perspective of Michael that we get is that he's like this loving, adoring father. He loves Kathleen. And we learned that he is bisexual. He likes the men's. And, you know, once the, the district attorney finds out about that, they try to spin the story. And again, this is when you're watching the first three, four episodes, like, you know, you're really hearing it from Michael's perspective. They try to spin the story, um, as if like they are using the fact that my, se- that Michael was bisexual and was hooking up with these men, um, that Kathleen found out about it. And that's how he killed her. Now, I think the perspective of Michael being bisexual is just such an interesting, uh, perspective because, You know, Michael says that Kathleen knew about it and uh, we don't, well, we know she did not know about it, but you know, Michael says that he lied about it because he knew the, the optics of how that could sway a jury. But it's just so interesting to see the different men that Michael was hooking up with the, the relationships that he, he kept with. And it, it just like, as time goes on through the documentary or the, not the documentary the show we get to see that Michael Lyon. And I think more of as we get to like maybe episode four and five, you know, we get to see maybe Kathleen's experience. Uh, we get to see how the DA puts it together because another thing about this show, baby. So Kathleen falling, being killed and murdered at the bottom of the steps they play that scene a lot of times. And so there are some very gory parts because they, they play of like how it could have happened. If you know what Michael said is true, how it could have happened. If what the DA puts it together, child, they even got this owl theory, baby. Bay. And when you watching it, you know, because now we went through the perspective of Michael. Now we're like, okay, maybe he did do it. You know, once we get the perspective of the DA and then after he is, found to be guilty and is in jail, Bay one of the editors from the France film documentary of female, she kind of falls in love with him. They become a couple and she makes it her, her duty to figure out that he's innocent. And the next door neighbor, Larry is a, I don't know, an, a hunter an owl enthusiasm, enthusiast, And they come up with this theory that an owl attacked Kathleen. Now, when you are watching the show, there are a lot of things that allude to, you know, there is one time that like, you know, they're flashing back to Kathleen, like walking up the steps and we see that she trips and we're like, oh my God, really good. Are they trying to show us that like, did she trip? Then they have this bat infestation in their attic that Kathleen is obsessed with. Um, then, so there's just so much stuff that lead us to believe like, oh my God, is there really something more to this story Then his children? So interesting. The children, his biological sons, he's got a younger son and an older son. The older son looked like he got a little trouble with the law. He was drinking a little bit. And so the family was like, not really happy with him. Then the younger son kind of sort of stepped up, but then the younger son was always just seeking approval from the dad and which drove him to drink out. uh, Listen, it's just like the actual what happened is very sad, but I love the character development of each child. Now, originally Kathleen's biological daughter, she was with the family, then the DA got to her aunts and showed her the crime scene photos and they're like, "Oh, well, there's no way this could be an accident." Then they got the daughter They got the daughter over there so now the daughter hate Michael and now but you know that the children were such a family unit the like whatever the parents Michael and Kathleen the kids were kids the kids were like siblings and I respect that because I have a lot of brothers and sisters like you know from other marriages and like you know despite we might have different parents different moms dads like you know we're siblings and so so interesting to see the 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 breakdown of the the siblings. There is a uh, one sister who is comes to, comes to be gay, and you know the family always worries about her because she had like you know some mental health issues, and she always talks about how the family they we don't talk, and that was just something for me that I thought was so interesting because I feel like at times my family is such a close knit family, but we don't communicate. Although we talk, but when anytime it's like. A time to have a difficult conversation or something like that. Like we don't really like we kind of sort of sweep things under the rugs like the petersons a little bit. But we ain't killing nobody. Nobody falling on no steps. That's not what I'm saying. But it's so interesting. Then the the other sister who is blood sisters with the the one sister who happens to come out as gang her role. She feels like she always has to watch the sister. and She can't really live her life. And through it all, the children are, you know, supporting Michael other than Kathleen's daughter. Um, and as the the show goes on and, and the, the, these appeals and these appeals, we get to see a different perspective of Michael that actually he's a jerk. He's kind of mean to the kids. This man ain't never really worked. He was bleeding Kathleen dry. His son's wife, his son's mother who used to be married, he's still hitting them up for money. Like, And you get to see a different side and a different perspective of Michael. Originally, he said Kathleen knew about these men. And, you know, he never had sex with any of them. And then shout we learn he does is some escorts and listen, I, I didn't heard where on the street is some, uh, the story is closer to this podcast network than, you know, whatever, whatever. And if you know, you know, but, uh, again, makes it even more interesting for me. Um, then he falls in love with, uh, the, the French producer who he essentially is lying to her in a ways as well because she feels like she is, she knows it all and wants to advocate for him. But then when he gets out on this Alfred plea, she finds out more information. The documentary is still filming because now, you know, it's like serial. They want to keep the updates and follow all of this other stuff. And then when they are doing the updated documentary, he tells them that Kathleen did not know. Listen, I know I'm all over the place with this, but the staircase Show on Netflix, HBO Max, A plus, excellent. It was just riveting. And the last scene after Michael gets off the gets off the like he gets out after six years. They keep trying to to retry the case. They finally get a break, and then he takes an Alfred plea because the state realizes that because it's so long, there are a lot of things that came out that the state that we learn about the state that what they was doing it'll be a hard case to prove. And so they decide to take the alpha plea, which essentially basically is saying that you can maintain your innocence. However, you are saying that you are guilty to like a lesser charge. Essentially, you're still guilty. And, you know, you, you get this different perspective of Michael and like the last image of him, like it just shows Michael, you just see him. And, it is so interesting because it's like, you know, you really think differently of him. And they say to this day, he maintains his innocence. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Purple Pants Posse. So listen, if y'all seen and I know some of y'all seen the staircase. Shout out to my girl Summer, uh, who was like, baby boy, I got a there's a scene in my head and I'm trying to figure out which scene is it? Is it with? with is it when we see Kathleen die multiple times or is it baby boy in the steam room or is it just him with his uh his escapades with these men and again i there's just so many different things that i like think about when i think to this again despite Kathleen dying, because that is very sad. But I also, I think the life that Michael felt as though he had to live because the society, you know, they look negatively on bisexual men. And, you know, a lot of women are like, Oh, I would never date a bisexual man. Um, But rea- in reality is some of y'all are, are married to gay men. Some of y'all are, are, have dealt with bisexual men because this, this stigma. And it's like, I say that to say that it just, it brings a lot of different things into question in my mind. They have nothing to do with Kathleen dying, just more about the, the, how the society thinks of different things and different people. It's just so interesting. And when I say like it was, I, I started it. One afternoon after work child, I was up till four forty-five in the morning. Cause I just had to finish. I had to know what was going on. Then I learned about the documentary and I really hope the documentary is the documentary that this crew was filming, uh, that they show during the series because for me that's going to be so interesting but listen let me know what y'all think let me know if y'all think michael did it let me know if y'all believe the owl theory let me like it's just so good and i know i'm late on it but sometimes when you discover something you discover something the staircase on hbo max let your baby boy know what you think bobs get a message
1: bobs get a message
3: Barb's got a message for you. Barb's got a message for you. Oh, and I hope it
1: comes true.
3: Hi, this is Miss Barb, and yes... Once again, I've come across a piece written by Nikki Bannis, and I would so like to share it with you. What if, just for today, you slowed it down to allow yourself more moments of peace in the in-betweens? The little moments in between waking up and getting started with work. The small moments in between leaving and arriving. What if, just for today, you allowed yourself just a few more slow moments to remember how precious this life really is. To remember that it all really, really is okay even if it doesn't feel like it right now. What if you allowed yourself just a few moments to remember that in the big, big picture of this all, you are perfect. You are in perfect time and on the perfect path to where you are meant to go. What if... Just for today, you took it all just a little bit slower. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the
0: freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that that freaky,
2: freaky freak?
0: Freak of the week might be me, might be might be. And we are on to this week's freak of the week. And I got to thinking, I said, you know what? I've been so busy with P Valley, I've been so busy trying to celebrate Pride Month that I forgot that your baby boy forgot. To congratulate the class of 2022. Listen here. This week's Freak of the Week is to the class of 2022. I just want to say here at the Purple Pants Podcast, we congratulate you. OK, graduate in pre-K, graduate in kindergarten, graduate in middle school, graduate in eighth grade, graduate in high school, graduating college, get your doctorate degree, becoming a lawyer. If you are in a trade school and you got a certificate, we salute you. You went online and took an online class, and you passed that class. We salute you. Honestly, I just want to say congratulations to everyone that is the class of 2022. It does not matter what you graduated from, what you got your your degree in. I see you, and I know how hard it is. Given today's day and age, gas prices a thousand dollars a gallon. We're still in a pandemic. Okay, the 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 social climate in this country, it is not easy. And the fact that you are able to make it through and complete it is just an honor in itself and I just really want to take the time to say congratulations to you you deserve it, if you know your your nephew, your niece your cousin, your dad, your brother your son, your neighbor listen, this is for them they are the freak of the week and make sure you go out your way to celebrate them, I'm just so proud of my godson he graduated 8th grade and is going into the ninth grade, my niece miracle, she graduated high. School she's moving on to college My little cousin Isaiah He graduated um, from Central High School there's so many graduates Around me and I just want to just say Congratulations and again there are Some people that did not graduate Um, There are some people that you know didn't Go the formal route they They took a trade. They might have went right into the workforce. But listen, we still celebrate that because you are out here doing what needs to be done. You are bettering yourself. And here on the Purple Pants podcast, we support that. So again, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say congratulations to the class of 2022. You did it. We see you. And I am so proud of you. Continue to reach for the stars If the class of 2022 is this week's freak of the week. That means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Purple pants posse. I can't thank you enough for always listening to your baby boy's perspective and giving me insight and helping me grow and just, just love it on your baby boy. I appreciate it so much. And thank you. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pins podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you can find a podcast. You can find the Purple Pants podcast. Ensure that you hit that subscribe button. Give your baby boy some five stars. Write a review. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that it's all about perspective. because it's a, it's a,